Here we go. Sweat Equity Podcast and Streaming Show. What? Hosted by Alex Jones. What are you doing? Number one comedy business podcast in the world. Pragmatic entrepreneurial advice with real raw dog talk. Fucking thing sucks. That hurts my voice. Uh, 2020's Best Small Medium Enterprise Business Advisory Podcast in the United States. 2021, we already won this one. Best Podcast in Streaming Entertainment Studio Eastern USA Media Innovator Awards 2021. Hosted by, you guessed it, Corporate Vision Magazine. We all knew what we were going to say. Listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Amazon Podcasts, whatever it is. Vimeo? Um. Rhapsody? Yes. All that stuff. Subscribe, rate, review. That's, that's, yes. Look, if you're listening to this and you don't do anything, do this. Pause. Hit the share button. Send this to a friend that's trying to start their own business and needs some good advice. We got Max Trailer on, man. He's giving out dimes from his strategic book. Where is it? <laughs> How... How to survive an agency survival guide. Here's the title. Agency survival guide. Tell them what it is. Great strategy book. Uh, This episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Try ExpressVPN.com forward slash sweat. Get you three months free off an annual plan. A virtual private network. uh, uh, Computer in the sky. Don't get your IP tracked by big data. You want to watch Netflix in another country? Do it, bro. Try expressvpn.com forward slash sweat. Gets you three months free off of being tracked by big government data, data. I hate that voice so much. <laughs> Intergalactic child molesters in the White House. Try expressvpn.com forward slash sweat. Three months free. Let's get this party started. Hotty toddy. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. I, you know, the, the beers, man, they get me bloated. So I'm just gonna, I'm going to drink one of these, uh, I'm going to drink one of these high noons, which I've, I've been coming, you know, increasingly fond of because it's basically just vodka uh with like a flavored seltzer water and uh doesn't make you hate yourself the next day oh buddy. and uh, i play a lot <laughs> yeah, of golf so it's yeah like do you do you think we live in florida and don't know what these are about we're we're, we're in, no i do i'm just uh, giving you aren't isn't this like an interview show don't yeah. you know my opinion we're hard, hard i've been recording <laughs> i uh, hit the record button hard seltzer nation down here i mean that is everywhere yeah, yeah hard seltzer big thing and, you know and hard seltzer has got the uh Whatever that other crap is by by miles, uh, the uh, bubbles. Zima? Yeah, the right the um, uh. So it's not bubbles or. Something. I don't even remember. I've left it so far in the past. The other crap, the stuff that started this. Zima beer. Alcohol. No, not Zima. Uh, Capri White Claw. Claw my yeah. eyes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the claw my eyes out or the uh, truly awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so can't do can't do that stomach ache, uh, stomach ache accelerant. I stuff. see you sitting on a porch or your back patio, just thinking of a dad pun names for all these hard seltzers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dad like he and he really instilled me with that. Um, yeah, so 
So there's definitely some, there's definitely some, the truly awful and the claw my eyes out are really the two that I've mastered. Um, <laughs> truly is so, so wide open, truly bad, truly awful. I mean, yeah, but all, yeah, right. Uh, just truly, truly these should never be drank. Uh, but I had, I put, uh, I put wi- uh, Japanese whiskey into a high noon the other day and I uh, called it a rising sun and I was really proud of myself. Racist. It was pretty darn good. Is that is that one of those ones where you're proud of yourself and then you have to repeat yeah. it to everybody? And you hear what I said? Exactly. Like <laughs> I have to tell I have to tell people. Right. Yeah. Get it? High noon. We're gonna that and and I I made another one, uh, Jack Daniels and chocolate milk called a blackjack. Or delicious. <laughs> a blackjack. Blackjack. Yeah. Chocolate milk and Jack Daniels. Is this what one does out in the country? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that one happened uh, when I was studying abroad in Italy, uh, and I was an alcoholic for like three months. Yeah, three months. Can you tell us about those what days? What did you learn out of that experience? Uh, that livers should not be taken for granted. Yeah, I, I feel like everybody's got like I, I'm friends with a lot of comics that don't drink anymore. There's like a good good percentage of them now that uh, I feel like you you have kind of a finite amount of drinks. And like you can, you can use them up a lot in the beginning of your life. Yeah, you know? like a quota. Yeah, like yeah, like a like quota. Drink tickets, literally. Yeah, and drink then tickets. Human like life <laughs> drink tickets. So I've always been good about because hangovers are so bad for me. So that's self regulating. But like, I, I I would always be like, all right, I've partied for a while. I gotta cool it off, or I'm not even gonna like this anymore. You know, I feel like that with any altering kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like women and having babies, like they could have the worst pregnancy. And then the second that baby pops out, they're like, I want another one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Recency bias. Sure. The horn. No, there's a hor- There's got to be like a, a hangover hormone. Horny. It's really intense <laughs> like that day. But then there's like a surge of like the anti hangover hormone, which is like, you know, the, the, the hangovers like evil twin that like makes you need you know or good twin once it's over, once the hangover or, or good is twin, over I'm not sure. that's the it problem feels you so can't much tell. better than normal well, like i'm not hung over anymore i'm superman this show it's is better the show is at its roots about pragmatic advice and i'm gonna i'm gonna send some over y'all's way from uh former comedian and good friend of mine brendan t gleason the only way to get out of a hangover is to start drinking again. I don't think that's like his. <laughs> it's not. That's not up. true. That's, you could simply. You could simply wait. You could wait. You could you know rehydrate. Now I'm I'm drinking kinda, again. Is, I'm kind of in between both of those mindsets. So Saturday night saw Nas was drinking a lot of hard seltzer because they ran out of other stuff. So it felt like the whitest oh guy. God, watch in the whitest crowd watching Nas. Um, like, what the fuck? It was man. awesome. Depends on what flavor truly you were drinking. Uh, it was funky Buddha hard seltzer, and it was like I did all the flavors ex- until I had to have grapefruit. No one. My theory on grapefruit is everybody wants to have grapefruit. Yeah, but you don't really like grapefruit on its own. I picked it out specifically. I have a well, I have a variety pack. You just did it. You knew this would bother me. Mocking you. Yeah. He knows what you're doing. You're in my dome, dude. I did. A couple of interviews, and now you know this is going to perturb me. But uh, I felt horrible all day Sunday, 
And I remember that advice because if I don't drink after a all day drinking all night kind of thing, especially now I'm 37, uh, you know, I had to have about nine Stellas while I'm watching the Bucks game. Ooh, that's Sunday true. night football. That's how you recover. Wow. Okay. Yikes. Fell asleep like a baby. Felt great Monday morning. I don't know what that's about, but... I was going to say what happens when you have to cash it all in. So that no, know, gravy train I might be on a, I might be on a sober streak, and I want to just... You I need you to, might be. I'm two days, baby. No, <laughs> um, no but I... I two, is a, two is a streak. One is a fluke. Now, two is a streak. I think three is a streak. Well, what's the quote from uh, Major League? One is a yeah. <laughs> Two is a three. A th- a three is a winning <laughs> It's called a win. Yeah. It's called a winning streak. Yeah. Uh, what? I don't have my sound effects. So let's do it. Now, I'll do you change run. the podcast to Hard Seltzers with Max? Please do not. Don't no. Do no. Go to that female uh, market, Boss Babes. No, um, well, I, you know, I'm not prejudiced, so uh, I got my Globe Bar. You know, I got my Globe Bar on oh, standby. I want a Globe and, Bar uh, so bad. Dope. I want it. Yeah, the bars in the Globe, Ooh. Lieutenant. And, uh, or any and so bar. I just, I yeah. just, you know, I'm a cat. I am like, I'm like Wata, you know, like Bruce Lee. I just, I just Put adapt to what everyone cat. else is drinking. And, uh, you know, it's an adventure. Bruce Lee, you're really bringing up all the things I kind of hate. Bruce Lee's a pussy. <laughs> I don't like Bruce Lee either. I don't get it. Uh, Bruce Lee's I've a never, pussy. I've never met him. So I've never met him. I'm, I'm making my, I'm making, I'm, I'm painting with some broad strokes here, yeah. but uh you know actors in general you already start out with uh you're already you're already at like a b minus at your highest basically you're an empty vessel you mean mentally and interesting yeah just to hang with yeah well i don't know if bruce lee actually (laughs) did anything to really you know perpetuate this like he's a bad like he's just an actor i don't know if he was out telling everybody how badass he was Oh, he definitely went around was telling people. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 And then he's parodied in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if you haven't seen that. I did. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, that's an exaggeration oh, of it. No. So, when I say fuck that guy, I'm, I'm, it's all good. Yeah. He's a pussy. I'm saying it for years, but I didn't really know. Next, he's gonna, next Max is going to say he loves Jim Morrison and he could do no wrong. And then I'm going to fucking fume. No. I'm, I'm, okay. Good. 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 Um, so. I want to get I want to get to the second half of your book that we didn't get to last time. Oh, and I got the book, Max. Thank you. You I read it. Not. I moved it from the uh, when I got it to my desk. You've had a lot of two light. Trulies, two Trulies, and it's and it's gone. I didn't even realize there was a second. I know. Half. I, I just, know. It's like I, I really wrote I'm half like, a book. I can, I can knock this out in no time. I just, There's a couple blank pages in there, so. It's I like, had to put blank pages at the end because Amazon would only print something that was a hundred pages long. Dude, I know. And I'm dude, if you don't think I'm copying this as a formula of how many, like of just dude, the blocking of stuff. Let's talk, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. The amount of people that have said, Max, I love your book. And the reason I love it is because I could actually get through it. Yep. Because it's basically the equivalent of like the first two chapters of every other business book that nobody gets through that I've never gotten through. Right. So, like, at the end of the day, just shut up and say something. Like, whatever you got to say. And then people just, like, people just, like, put shit around it that doesn't matter. And it's just like, tell me what tell me what you got to say. That's why I don't even read these books anymore. I just interview the authors, and I'm like, bro, I don't have time to read your 500 pages. Just tell me what I need to know about what's going on in the world. 
For those listening, That's what I was thinking. For those listening, Max Trailer's Agency Survival Guide is on Amazon. How to productize consulting services and do other things better too. Volume 30. Witty. Circle gets the square. You know, Don Phonics worked for me. That's I, I can't read out loud. That's why I'm such a good listener, huh? Very, very it's good to practice. That's why last time you were on, you're like, were you even listening to the last thing I said? I was like, fuck, I got caught. What? Um, so anybody wants to go back and listen to that episode, I definitely uh, had. I was definitely remember. not actively listening. I was definitely thinking about the next thing I was going to say, which is a bad, mm. bad active. hosting thing. Is that what you're active doing right listening. now with yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So page 100. I want to start from the back. You have an incredible ability to just say things without like your mind is doing other things, but your mouth is doing the work. Kind of, I'm not really, I'm, I had to think about this. I don't know but if like, As you said, you're like able to just throw out all these filler words. Mm-hmm. And, well, then, and then you your know, brain I, comes back around. Yeah. It's like, here's the point. Oh, no. There's like uh, God, the I best way I can do it. Nick Hoff used to talk about it like a bunch of kids in dodgeball that didn't want to get picked. Like two captains in, in the PE class. You're doing it right now, aren't you? Yeah. You don't know what the hell. There's no, no, no Nick I got Hoff. it. This is, yeah. He's not real. Nick, he's been on the show. I know. He opens for Larry the Love Cable it. Guy. I know. Um, he, just, he just shot his uh, first special in uh, Hastings, Nebraska. Earthplace of Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's it called? So he he talks about like when you're on stage, when you're out of it too, and you're bombing. So you're thinking about what's going on and you're not thinking about the words. That's why you're bombing. But also he's talking about it like all your jokes are like in dodgeball and there's two kids picking in the class and you don't really want to go for one of the kids that's picking. It's like a shitty kid. And all your jokes are like, don't pick me, don't pick me, don't, don't ruin me, don't pick uh, me, don't put me on this team. Yeah. So that's kind of how it is. It's a long way to get um, to not a lot of payoff yes. on that one. I'm with you. Um, last call. Don't forget to put your personal life first, charge for strategy, be intentional with your pipeline, create repeatable systems, celebrate progress, relax, have a drink. Matt. Yeah, like they wouldn't let me print a book with just that page, so I had to write the other pages. <laughs> well, so is this how you still live your life? When, how how long ago did you write this book? Uh, it was uh, my. It came out on my thirty first birthday. Hence the, uh, uh, hence the volume thirty. I'm I'm thirty two, so it came out last year in May. But you so you just put it right to print as soon as you wrote it, or yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I had to pay somebody to make it look good. So anything you would add to that list, if you're going to do an updated version, you know, you go four agreements. Now there's a yeah, fifth agreement. Yeah. You know, I was thinking that today. I, you know, I thought maybe they're going to ask me a question at some point and I need to have an articulate answer. And the thing is, I made it volume 30 because it was difficult for me to finish the book because I keep, I keep coming up with new, you know, concepts. And so it was like never finished. And I was like, shit, I got to add this. And so one day I just cut myself off and I said, you know what? Every year you can do a new volume and that's where the volume 30 came from. And I was just like, perfect. It's fucking done now. And, uh, so I've been keeping track of things that I want to add, uh, that I want to add to the book, but there's one that I think is worthy of that back, you know, last call things to remember. And that is if you don't enjoy working with somebody, if you don't enjoy it, stop working with them. 
And I think that is the core that I've, that is what I have uh, come. I've come to the conclusion that that is the core of, you know, the payback of being a solopreneur. We, we go through so much stress. We take on risk. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the only thing that will guarantee that you get to pick who you work with. And it's sad to see so many people that don't get that and, and continue to spend time in toxic relationships or with, or with uh, relation uh, in, you know, client relationships with people that don't respect, uh, you know, your boundaries or your work life. Like that is the reason we do it is to be able to say, I'm done with this or, or to be able to say no to clients. And so at the end of that book needs to be, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't have like a witty, really quick way of saying it, but um, we're just, working on it. You know, be careful who you work with. Hmm. Okay, that's valid. Look, that works in all relationships. That you know, no, it doesn't work in a full time gig. It does not work in a full time gig. You ever got sat next to a Karen? Oh, oh well, no, yeah, but you, the, the dro- logic applies. The logic is to want to, to go, strive for that. Yeah, go be either surround yourself with people to you want to work the with. Karens, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but people, but look, this is a really good time to talk about this because we got the great resignation going on more so than ever. We're seeing a, a, a shift of the really senior talent go from corporate positions to doing their own thing. They're doing that for a number of reasons. One, they're getting laid off Two, they're realizing that that company really didn't give a shit about me. And I don't want to go back to that office. It's completely useless. That doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to go do my own thing. Plus, they were violently exposed to life doing their own thing. And guess what? It ain't that bad. The world didn't catch on fire. Maybe it kind of did. But anyway, so you got all these people going and doing their own thing, but they're bringing with them some of this legacy corporate culture of like, ooh, this person's going to pay me money. So I have to work with them or like I, I have to like. There, there's like these weird set of corporate rules that people are bringing into their their personal careers. And, you know, they, they can jump 10 years in the learning curve by just following some of these directions, like at the first sign of disrespect, get out, get out, pay, give them a refund, whatever you need to do. It's worth the money. Get the hell out. Go find, self, go find yourself somebody that believes what you believe that you really enjoy doing your best work for. I believe you, you mentioned this in the perceived value uh part of the book somewhere I want to say middle of the book it's um you know you you talk about you find yourself uh like almost like I, I found myself doing this a lot like you you would here's the plan here's the strategy here's the actionable items here's the project management here's a sexy Gantt chart Ooh yeah here's everything chart you need step. to do here's everything you need to do and then you get down to the wire to start implementing and they're like, well, we want kind of like some of this, but not all of it. And we've got someone here that can handle this. So we're, we, don't, we don't need you to do that. And then you, you mentioned you start negotiating your own plan and this isn't where you need to be. You need to have that kind of set from the get-go that it's your strategy. This is how to do it. And part of that is the perceived value coming into it, right? Yeah, you want to be perceived as an indispensable partner. And, uh, you know, I, I take this, I have to give massive credit to a mentor of mine, Steve Lashansky wrote the book, ultimate sales revolution, but the concept of an indispensable partner, uh, is that your clients perceive you understand what's most important to them. And number two, that they believe you can facilitate what is most important to them. 
It has nothing to do with doing the work. You, you, you need to be perceived as a facilitator. Um, and, and the more you get in and do things, your identity will shift from, wow, this is somebody that can help me gain clarity in my business, understand what's most important and facilitate that. That will disappear as perceived value. And it will reappear as, wow, you're a great social media button pusher guy or like, you need something, you know, changed on your website. Max is the guy to talk to. Guess what? They're replaceable. There's thousands of them. And uh, you can only charge what Joe Schmo, the freelancer, is charging on Upwork. Right. Right. And that can happen on the entry. That can happen during it. Right. So we used to have people that go, hey, I need social media help. And you're like, I, I would think I could talk them into going like, well, they're going to need everything. They don't even have a brand. So let's start right. there. The fact that they said it that way is like, oh, shit. Right. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about, do you? Well, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, and that, that part of that's me not setting myself up, setting up the, the agency at the time sure. to target uh, better people to, to, to have as clients. So we're taking on these kind of shit things coming to us instead of yeah. us pulling it in, kind of you know. Shit. Well, you know, I, I, I think, I think I said it pretty well on the decision makers and order takers. You're, you're either an order taker and you know that when somebody comes to you and says, here's what I want. And you say, great. Do you want fries with that? That's an order taker. That Mm -hmm. means your clients are in control and they can shop around and probably are right for what they're asking for. You want to be in a position where a client comes to you and helps you make a decision. Now it could be the same process just happens much earlier in the process. Hey, Max. I'm thinking about doing some social media work, but since you're the expert and everybody says that you've helped them turn their business around and improve their personal lives, I just like, what do you think? Am I, am I headed in the right direction? If you're being invited to help them make serious decisions, like how to spend money, how much, with whom, which I think are the, uh, I think those are the two biggest things when you know you've arrived is when people are taking your advice on how much money to spend and with whom, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're that that's it. And, and you gotta be really aware of the signals that you are becoming an order taker and you gotta, you gotta get out of those relationships. I, it's funny you say that. I mean, I didn't even think about it until now, until you said it, but I have found myself having meetings as of recently that were uh, more like that, where I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going into this like, oh man, this has to go great. I'm like, I just need to talk to this person about their expertise in it and whatever comes with it, fine. Like, I didn't even realize that was the Max Trailer canon to follow as I was doing it. It's just osmosis. You didn't read your book, dude. No, I well, didn't need to. All, I just learned first it all, there's not interviewing there's, Max, right? <laughs> no. I learned it there, magically. Do you there, want it in there's an not, Ernest Hemingway-like kind of writing style? Short sentences? Yeah. It's in the book. Well, look, there's not an original thought in that book. Like, I just have talked to people for the last six years. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Law just farted. (laughs) Sorry. I ate some. You made a big show of it, too. No, I just leaned over. You could have not brought it up. He didn't hear it. It definitely hurt. Yeah, it's all. I could have thought that was the original. There's not an original thought in that book. I mean, I just told you that I got the whole idea. Like, he didn't hear us talking about it. Back to the book. No, anyway. no, we talk about that too. We're a vessel for smarter people on this show. That's why we have you on. Um, wisdom is the wisdom is the curation of knowledge. Knowledge times experience. That's what 
I, I've always yeah well there's a ton of knowledge out there but somebody, somebody wise can help you navigate the knowledge out there i've been spending six years gathering knowledge and i organized it in a way that i wanted to that's all that's all that book is i think i think people you know are frozen in time They're like oh my god i don't i don't have enough information to write a book that 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 book is just like a golden business card it's like the golden gun of business cards it's un it's an unfair advantage and all I had to do was capture my learning experiences, delete like most of the content, draw some funny pictures and make sure it, it reflected my personality and my view on the world. And, and that's it. And so everyone should write a book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it should start at volume, whatever the, whatever the hell. And they 69. should just, and they should just update it from time to time. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, look, it's, it's, it, I, okay. it feels like a blog. Well, I was thinking you know you and i we don't text ever but we talk on slack and it's like two little girls right that but have, that have their second phone line in the i 90s. mean i know that i've thrown out a plus material at you on slack that i knew would never see the light of day and probably shouldn't for whatever reason but man you print out them Slack conversations. That could be a book in itself. I'm That's telling you. What the- yeah, you could call it. You could call it sweaty Slack. Ooh, okay. yes. man. There's a nutsack reference in there somewhere. Right. Uh, Put a dick tie right over sweaty it. Sweaty nut slacks. <laughs> the dick tie logo right over that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll get to work on that. I had a hot box your ten, own boxers. Ten ten percent ten percent of the royalties. That's all I asked for. That's as fine. Your, as your marketing. What's ten percent of zero? Um, right. It's uh. You owe us some money. You Max. did talk about indispensable partner. You talked about <laughs> when the client started asking you for advice on how to fire someone or if they should fire someone. I believe. I'm going. Yeah. To, I'm going off memory. Yeah, I would say. So when you talk about uh, celebrate well, progress, right? It, would that be, and Corolla talks about this on his podcast. You shouldn't have your birthday. Everybody has birthdays. So it's fucking kind of worthless. Um, uh, but you should have an achievement day. You hit a goal and that's when you should have an, like, that's when you should celebrate something about your life. Well, you're, you're throwing, you're throwing multiple concepts at me. Number one, you, you, you asked me God? about, <laughs> right. Well, we'll get to, maybe we'll get to that one. But, uh, before you were saying, um, uh, the you were talking about vendor uh, being vendorified. Yeah. Uh, so when a client when a client asks you who uh, if when a client brings you into a decision again you're an indispensable partner. We talked about really important decisions, how to spend money with whom. So when a client asks you, "Hey, I'm thinking that this person is underperforming or this vendor is underperforming. Do you think I should fire them?" That's a very strong indication that they do not see you as a vendor. Because a vendor cannot advise an organization on how to spend their money because they're biased. Naturally, they're going to say, yeah, if if you have a website vendor or a web services vendor and you say, how should I spend my money? They're going to say, I think you should spend more money on your website. So vendors and decision makers, there's a very, there's, there's a wall in between vendors and decision makers. And what clients will try to do incessantly is vendorify you. They will try and take you out of the category of decision maker and make you a vendor. And you, and you should, you have to be aware you know, of some of these signals, but that is one question that I love to get. It reinforces that. Yes, I am in fact a trusted advisor of these folks um, because they're trusting me with that, with that kind of advice. 
Um, the second thing you were talking about is uh, what the hell is the second Celebrate thing you were talking your success. about? Progress. Well, I was trying to tie it into the the last page of your, your, yeah. your list. Yeah, but but they're not really tied in. So you're you're talking about a concept called the gap, and and that comes from Dan Sullivan. He's a brilliant. Uh, uh, he runs strategic the strategic coach program, which I've been in for five years. And so the strategic coach, strategic coach. Yes. Highly recommend, uh, for any, any entrepreneur, solopreneur, uh, he's a, he's a brilliant, he's a, he's a brilliant, uh, guy, but, uh, but the problem is people, you know, when they get into their own head, they, first of all, visionaries have like an incredible vision of the future and, and often, it means it's unattainable because they are, they are visionaries. If they're visionaries and their visions are attainable, then they're not, you know, they're not dreaming big enough. So the problem is they measure themselves, their self-worth based on their ability to capture these incredible visions, which should never be discovered or else, you know, it, it, then they're not being creative enough. So he talks about that's the gap and it's depressing and it sucks and we all fall into it. And so a much better mindset uh, when you're doing your own thing is to measure your progress because you'll always be making progress. And, and it's not like my grandfather would always say, it's not in the end result. It's enjoying the ride. It's enjoying the progress that you make. So it's a much, it's a, it's a totally different mindset. Um, and there's, you know, different apps for it and different, different people say it different ways. It's not, you know, Dan Sullivan isn't the only one talking about this, but you know, solopreneur or running your own business, the challenge is not getting people to pay you. The challenge is not going crazy. Uh, while you do it, it's a it's a mental uh, marathon, and uh, and these are some of the concepts that you know people should be aware of when um, when they're feeling low on energy or when when they're feeling like you know they're totally moving in the wrong direction. It's like, hey, look 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 at where you were a year ago, and and use that perspective instead of like, oh, I'm not making millions of dollars like I thought I would. Right. At least you're not working with Karen anymore. At least I'm not exactly. That's like, the that's, that's the progress. The number, that's talking. the thing. It's like that that might be my number one thing is that you don't you get to pick who you're around all the time. Because really, that's there you go. Kind of a big deal in life. She's yeah. Relationships. She's, talk, she's talking about her cool and, new uh, CRV and right. like that. That's the car right. for don't people who don't like cars. Your kids' car line. Like, yeah. The delay. Like what? Oh God. Yeah. That's the best part of it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. My first, my first professional experience was rejecting an idea that was an awesome idea. And like, so my first rule was like, I don't want to, I don't want to work with people that reject my ideas for no good reason. I'm open to feedback, but if you're just like, yeah, I can't do that. Cause yeah, I just can't do that. And I'm just like, well, you're a giant waste of fucking creative energy. Yes. I've already made up my mind before you even opened your mouth. Exactly. This was day three of a three month internship. And it, <laughs> you know, and then like a month a month in, they're like, Yeah, we would love to have this was my only corporate job, by the way. I only lasted three days mentally. I lasted three months because I signed a contract. But I started a whole business while I was there. Anyway, I realized I realized that you know corporate is just a my opinion, waste of time. Well, you know yourself. There some you some you. people like the security of it. You know, um, you know, uh, is it secure? If, is it secure that one person uh, can take away a hundred percent of your income at to, any given time? Is to, that secure? Yeah, it's a it's a Trojan horse. I agree. It's, yeah, we um, talk about secure. 
We worked at the, we got fired from the same company. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about secure. After I for no reason too, both of us. After I fa- I failed a culture. Guys, index. I still have a job. I don't know what you're talking about security. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't like we weren't working on the side anyway. But it, the uh, the you had it as uh, from Dan Sullivan, strategic coach. The space between where you are and your unattainable vision is the gap. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and the, it's the Achilles heel of visionaries. Right. Because if you're a visionary, you come up with shit that's unattainable. Well, what I wrote was like, this is why celebrities are miserable when they get famous because they got there and they got to this thing that they thought they, they would. All that energy they used to get there and be mm-hmm. amazing is now. And that's why they go nuts. Yeah. A lot that's of the why time. Tom Cruise is jumping off the side of fucking buildings without, I mean, you don't have to do that shit, dude. Yes, he does. <laughs> or, yes, he does. Or I've, call, I've heard it called the I heat. I have to be the only guy that jumps off Exactly. Buildings. The I'm heat. the only actor doing this. Jack, Jackie Chan's already got you there, bud. Right. Yeah, but the difference with Tom Cruise is he keeps moving. So that's the other part. Your vision on your vision needs to change. The position, your POV of the vision. That's what you're kind of saying, Less, right? Well, that's 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 the other thing you talked about. New set as of a visionary, it's you're right. You're always you're always expanding it. So it's like it's like you're it's like you're beating yourself up for not being able to touch the sun or reach the horizon. It's like it's the horizon. It's always out there. You're you, Icarus, you, never, you can walk forever. You never get there. So the real skill is being able to push that horizon, no matter what. Well, it, it. But when it comes to measuring yourself, measure yourself based on your progress. Measure yourself backwards, not forwards. Yeah, and it's that thing. Like we, we've, we've talked a lot about smart goals this year because I set it out in the beginning of the year, and it actually has been interesting that I have been monitor, monitoring the progress of like attainable goals, they're measurable. So that the fact that they're measurable, I spend, you know, a day, five minutes a day typing in all the shit that I'm doing to see if I'm hitting it. So it's been interesting to do that. And it has been satisfying. I'd like to see those records. All right. You want to see it? I'm just yeah. And if you're attaining, if you're attaining, I'll show you the pushups one. If you're attaining your goal, then, if, but the thing is, if you're attaining right. your goal, then it, I have then, my then own wasn't the right goal. Track of shit. Right. Yes. Thirty-four thousand push-ups, thirty-four thousand sit-ups this year. I'm at twenty-nine thousand push-ups. Doing a prison workout, yo. Thirty. Yeah. If Ray Lewis, that's the Ray Lewis workout uh, when he was in prison. <laughs> yeah. Wrongfully accused, yeah. might I say. Um, thirty thousand. You gotta keep you. you gotta keep yourself busy. You know? Thirty thousand uh, sit-ups, and then I wanted to get two thousand miles walking or running, and I'm at sixteen hundred for the year. So, God damn, good for oh, you. Nice. Man. Now I'm gonna have to pull mine up. So, but for me, I know that goal is about <laughs> being more consistent because I'm I, I can be really good for three weeks and then a shit ball for one. And I that's what I realized about myself trying to make these goals is I, I want to be more consistent. I know I need to be. So that that was like a little little thing there. But back to the gap. Um, not talking about the store. Um, the hedonistic treadmill is the way I've always heard that. Right. You get up to this. You're always it's always another thing. The next thing. Elon Musk has the next thing. I'm going to I'm going to take people to fucking space. That's that's what we're doing, man. You know, I'm going to have six companies that are super ambitious, but I know myself and I know the people that I hired. But the point of the the point of a goal is it forces you to have a plan. Right. And, you know, because the the as you said, strategy is just a plan. Right. We 
it create you know somebody that's brilliant their best friend is is focus because if if you're not focused then you know your your brilliance gets divided up into all these you know freaking ideas and none of them ever happens so i'm a big fan of setting goals but when people say okay i have a goal and they don't commit to a very specific plan on how to get there they're only shooting themselves in the foot and they're setting themselves up for failure the point is not to achieve that goal. The point is to give yourself permission to focus on the things that you've identified to reach that goal. Yes. You might exceed that goal. You might come short of it, but the, the mental anguish that, uh, business owners, people that make their own agenda suffer is, Oh no, I'm, I'm paranoid. I feel guilty that I'm not doing the right thing, that I'm not doing enough work because in every other situation, somebody tells you what to do. They tell you how you're going to be measured. But when you're doing your own thing, you have to make that shit up yourself. And without objective criteria, you're going to tell yourself that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're going to beat the shit out of yourself. Exactly. So you got to, you got to switch into like, I'm going to give myself a plan and I'm going to give myself permission to follow that plan, right, wrong, or indifferent. And, uh, it, it frees you up from a lot of guilt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely went through that for sure because I felt like wasn't doing enough, but then am I not doing enough at home and, uh, and everything else. And then it kind of spirals into that. And then we have a a culture that, we have a culture that celebrates working yourself to death. Yeah. Hustle culture is a fucking, that's, that's a, that's a Trojan horse as well. I think, I think, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I I mean, well, we, I think a lot of people push it because a lot of us aren't, our proclivity isn't to have a good work ethic. So I think a lot of people that push that, I think is just kind of motivating themselves, but I have the, I have the world's lowest work ethic. Every time I'm faced with a task, my, my brain immediately goes to, how do I get, (laughs) how do I get the best result with the least amount of effort? Yeah. Yeah. It's efficient. And in order to do that, you got to build systems, plans, efficiency or some shit. Right. You're not going to have, you're not going to have every individual on earth, you know, stand on each other's shoulders to get to the moon. Like you got to figure out a different way, but people are sitting there in hustle culture going, just work harder. Yeah. You know, do math harder. Uh, Yeah. Sleep when you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and another, and another thing, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to just go on on rants, but uh, you know, another thing that I've noticed. We'll leave on this rant. How about that? Cause we got, we got to bounce. We're keeping, we're keeping the time to how we, you know, that, 33 minute mark. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Hey, I'm the, you know, I'm the weather man. You guys can have me back next month. We Please. can, we can talk about weather out there in entrepreneur world, but, um, I'm, I'm slowly starting to feel stronger that, uh, the worst thing that you can do as a solopreneur or a consultant is to charge hourly for your services. Agreed. Oh yeah. Um, and it's not because you make less money. No, that's not the reason. The reason why. is the reason is uh, simply because you are incentivized to do more work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to take longer for the same result. Yeah, so that doesn't help anybody. So the it's the, it's the core of the incentive structure of hourly. And I, you know, I remember when I charged hourly the first time I went out and and did my own thing. This is before I even, you know, this was like right out of college. I was like nineteen or twenty years old or whatever, and. Uh, I was all proud because I, I did like 20 hours of work for this client. And they were just like, Hey dude, we didn't, we didn't think you'd do that. It would take that long. Right. And I'm like, Whoa, shit. So here, here I, you know, so the, the incentive structure is to do more work. It doesn't help anybody. 
And on the flip um, side, you know, if you're really good and you're fast and you're efficient and you've spent years and years and years honing that and you do something and it only takes two hours, it's weird to be like, it only took two hours. They'd be like, oh, okay. So yeah, two right. hours at this rate there. Boom. It's like, well, no. Yeah. But track your own to time. To be able to do that. Sure. But I mean, you know, it's, yeah. if you're truly so the the... doing it and you're experienced and you're good at it, it's it's, kind of, it's a weird way to charge. It should look like, you know, it should be, what's the, what's the martial art where, you know. Uh, judo. Aikido. Ju- yeah. Judo. It takes no Damn effort. It. it looks like you're doing nothing. Use, your, yeah, use the other person's energy. My dad energy. always said it. By the looks... way, we were just guessing. Yeah. Based on zero clues. I, ju- I knew yeah. you said No, that was good. I knew it no, was we're, we're, We have like a mind. We have like a mind meld. If you read the book, we'd have mind meld too. But it's just me and Yeah, you shouldn't read the book. Yeah. no big deal so look so i'll leave you with i'll leave you with the mindset shift we are you know doing your own thing or being a consultant is not about charging for your time it's about charging for access to a lifetime of knowledge that you've accumulated right yes yep i've always said be resourceful you know uh, similar kind of thought Uh, process uh, yours is better um max do you have another rant so we don't finish it on that yeah how about a silly rant god I always say be resourceful. You got any uh, parenting He's tips? I always like the entre- Max, don't say anything entrepreneurs else. that talk about parenting. Hard. Yes. Okay. Are we still recording? Oh, yeah. Max. We can cut it off. I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> we got to get you down. I, I, How about this? Uh, Max, I can honestly say I love you now. We got to get you down to Tampa one time. Uh, party down here. We'll take you to the finest strip club buffet. Well, look, w- watch out, because you know I grew up in uh, I grew up in Jupiter. I still have family yeah. there. Uh, I I Jupiter take trips right down Tampa. there. Yeah, you know sometimes I know it's not right next to Tampa, but you guys could send a car to pick me up. Sure, sure, that works. Yeah, yeah. The strip we'll, clubs we'll have those, right? They got little they got little cars and yeah, they're called Bang Bus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you well, gotta do you know, some stuff I, on you're the gonna, way. You're like, gonna on leave the me way, hanging on that one. The drive sucks for you, honestly, literally. <laughs> we'll figure the it out. Sucks, uh, to be honest. We'll figure it out, man. Uh, we don't believe in mass here. Our governor slaps people when they put them on. But uh, all right, man. Uh, we'll have you on soon. I had more. There's so much in this book. Literally, every page is a good topic uh, to discuss. So we'll bring that weatherman in. Well, I got. I, by the time by the time we talk again, I'll have I'll have new ones. I had like I have like I had like six of them. We we got to two of them today. Yeah, I got a whole. I got all the new stuff. I got all the new fixings. You got some new material. All right, let's. I got try. all the new. I got all the new material. Let's try your new material night out. Yeah, I like it. New jokes. New material night on on sweaty slacks. <laughs> sweaty sack in slacks. Um, all right, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. We'll I'll, we'll send you the Calendly for the next next one. Yeah. Cheers. Tag me. Peace, brother.